51 minutes after 10 o'clock, our Mellow Joy Coffee time. Happy to welcome back into the studio, New Iberia Mayor, Freddie DeCourt. How you doing, sir? I'm good, sir. Good to be here, and it's a beautiful day. No doubt about it. Um, well, it could be cooler, well, but, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you know. we'll take it. We'll take it. Comes with the season. No doubt. Uh, I have noticed uh, some work downtown here at Bullany Plaza. Yeah, we have all our festivals come in. I held the money as long as I could to make sure that, you know, we were good. And uh, just a lot of trip hazards. We've had some areas that uh, the concrete has shifted. We've had one area that I, we can't figure it out. It's like the whole sidewalk slid over and opened up about a four-inch crack. So while I had time, we, we getting some trip hazards taken care of, trying to pour, I think, tomorrow so that we can get the parking lot back open for the I weekend. I'm seeing a cement truck rolling right yeah, now. Yeah, we're going to try to pour some today, too. And, so, uh, and most of it is sidewalks. We, we're trying to get the parking back open as quick as possible. They won't be able to walk on the sidewalk for, you know, the seven-day cure time. But, uh, yeah, just trying to clean up some edges and do some things that uh, with so many people coming, which we're very blessed, so many people coming for Gumbo Cook-Off, Sugarcane Festival, uh, you know, Christmas Parade, Spanish Festival. I mean, we, we have really begun to finally take advantage of our downtown with all of our fairs and festivals and blocking the street off, car shows in the street. I mean, if you start thinking about how we're – uh, evolving, we're really starting to embrace our downtown, which is a great thing. Uh, so, just trying to get those trip houses cleaned up, and then the next uh, area I'll have to go concentrate on is all the new marinas. We uh, have. Uh, I was going to ask you if any of that work, because I know there was some right along the bayou uh, associated with Felicity's Landing and all, um, or was that just simply? No, that's just simply more of this yeah. kind of preventive uh, yeah. maintenance. It needs to be done, but just trying to prevent a lawsuit or you know somebody getting hurt. But uh, what I have been doing, and not just downtown, but we've been flagging sidewalks for a while um, and waiting to see how much money we had in this year's budget and then uh, just trying to get those repairs made. Speaking of sidewalks, Dale Street, that was a couple of items on the agenda Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah, basically the contractor's finished. There's one area that I sent sent the engineer out, gave him an email yesterday to go and check a couple of spots uh, where someone was complaining that they weren't ADA compliant. And that was one of the points of this, as much as we could make it. So uh, those sidewalks are finished, and for the city, that was a very large, you know, sidewalk project that uh, hadn't happened in a really long time. I see that they're utilized, so I think it's a good thing. And you can look, uh, we're in budget right now. I haven't, I don't bring it to my council for a few more weeks, but uh, that's that's what I come from, is a budget meeting to get here. So we are working through with all my department heads and kind of planning next year right now. And uh, we're going to put more sidewalks in. I was going to is, is there more work on Dale Street? Uh, probably not Dale for a little while, okay. but uh, we are going to put uh, some additional sidewalks. And as you see, I'm already starting this year with the balance that I have in this budget, running around and fixing sidewalks. That's something that I want to kind of uh, increase. Gotcha. How's the street project going? I do see they... Uh, well, the, contract, the contractor's back, okay? He's still in liquidated damages and will continue to be because he can't make up for the time that he skipped out on us. But they're back working hot and heavy. Again, I cannot dictate the schedule of where they go. But they are here. I see what he's doing. He basically did all of his demo everywhere now, and now they're just cranking out asphalt. So I, I anticipate that he will continue to do that and really wrap up the project, uh, you know, because the liquidated damages affect his cash flow. If he didn't do a lot of work this past month, then he's not going to get paid because the liquidated damages will eat up what, he, what I would have owed him. 
um, because I won't owe him anymore because of liquidated damages. So it, it behooves him to get back and finish, and I think he realizes that. So they're back, and, and it's a good thing. Uh, speaking of roads, you know, October 14th, our, uh, we're going after our no-new tax burden uh, millage that would allow us to continue a road program, and, and really we need to. I mean, people more than ever, uh, between last year and this year, one year ago when the same road millage that wasn't a new tax burden failed by 133 votes, Facebook is lit up more than ever about of our, about our roads. And so I am hoping that people, you know, will understand that this is our only our only path forward if we're going to do any major road program. Uh, we get the naysayers that say, well, I already pay taxes, you know. Yes, of course you do, and that's why I'm trying not to raise them. But the one which funds most of the city um, has to subsidize the fire department because they have their own tax but it doesn't pay all of their overhead uh the pd has a tax but it doesn't pay everything for the pd parks sewer any road maintenance that we do do sidewalks and any other permanent public improvement so if i don't have a grant to fix a roof or to change a federal pacific electrical panel or to fix some trip hazards or whatever that's where that money comes from. So, you know, it, it, there is not enough to go around to do a major road. And there was because we got new businesses. We tightened up our finances. We looked at things differently and a little more creatively. And that's what let us borrow the $12.5 million that we are fixing our roads with right now. And what I'm trying to do, uh, you know, we were commended uh, on that at a little uh, at the forum earlier this week in the, at the Slime in where our state reps were there. And they were like, you know, New Iberia is trying to fix its roads itself. That's an odd thing. I will look for grants. Believe me, I have. I have not found any road grants. We applied for one that we found that would have done roads in some low-income areas. So we took our study of the whole town, broke out all the low-income area streets that fit the census tracts, and did a grant. Well, we didn't get it. You know, I mean, that's all I can do is when it comes up again, I will try again. That was the first road money I found that maybe would, could have been a grant since I've been here, but uh, the 12.5 road program that we don't get enough credit for is ongoing, and like I said, the contractor's back. He's on Bank Street. Uh, we know he needs to get to Front Street and Indes Street and Lawrence Street. We know the streets that he's torn up that he hasn't gotten back to, so we put as much pressure as we can, but, uh, you know, roads are going to stay in the forefront, and I need him to stay in the forefront till October 14th, and I'm <laughs> asking people to please consider it. There's a pack that's been formed, and the signs just came in. The city can only inform you of the details of the election, cannot try to persuade you. You, oh. you can say what a yes vote means, what a yeah. no vote means. Correct. But you can say, please yeah. vote yes. Yeah. Now, I have a personal opinion, and I can give you my personal and opinion. Feel free. And I can. Uh, but in addition to that, the pack has put up money, and uh, uh, quite a few business people and businesses and individuals have come up with money, and so now we didn't have that last time. We have vote yes signs. I have one in my yard. Uh, they're just going out. You can pick them up at promotional images on Main Street. Uh, that can't be handed out at City Hall because City Hall doesn't have anything to do with the pack. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's where you can pick signs up. We, we ask you to please fly them for the next couple of months. It's, it's an important issue, uh, and roads affect uh, how our quality of life of driving them every day. It affects how developers look at our community. 
and how visitors, you know, tourists look at our community. So I think that it is uh, a top priority. Um, I have a little video that's out right now that we put out uh, last week on Facebook, and it's getting some attention. And I think uh, more things to come, more things to come. There you go. I know uh, parish government also uh, looking at ways to to fund uh, a road project yes. in the parish too because they have no dedicated tax for it. Um, but uh, nope. in the meantime, uh, there was some big news in the parish that I'm sure, and I, I know you were uh, in some of the discussions. Uh, but first, solar coming to um, the Cadiana yeah, Regional yeah. Airport, and One. obviously. The city hopes to benefit from that as well as the parish. $1.1 billion worth of news. That That is just amazing. That's mind-boggling. That is by far the largest project to come here. Uh, we'll bring 700 jobs. Where the city is involved is they will bring us, and the numbers keep varying, they will bring us 600,000 gallons of sewer a day. And then now the new number I'm hearing is possibly 900,000 gallons of sewer mm-hmm. a day. Uh, you'll know that I've been talking about it for a year and a half, that uh, the existing contract, the parish, is bringing too much of a flow too fast to our plant, and we've been brought that to their attention long before this solar deal was, you know, even a, a, an idea uh, or a possibility. So we're working through that now because we will end up having to do a new contract. Uh, our finance department, as well as our auditors, are helping me compile information and uh, I'll be bringing possibly the next council meeting. I'll be bringing a new contract uh, because I got to get set up. What we did do in the meantime, which is another reason I can't bankroll roads out of every dime that we have, and people just need to understand, I have to wear a lot of hats, and and uh, you know the city's got a lot going on. We are spending 11.9 million on sewer this year, and some of the things that improvements we are making directly affect the plant's ability to take more sewer, uh, and we were trying to be, uh, you know, looking ahead, planning ahead, so we started spending money this year because we pointed out a year and a half ago we had a problem, and then I was like, okay, well, let's start working toward fixing our problem. So we got $5 million from the state, but the rest of that money is coming from that little magic green book of mine that is the original tax call for the 19... I found it on my desk when I got here, uh, the 1960, you know, tax. So millions are coming out of that that is going directly into sewer. But if we don't do it, not only was our plant uh, in need of repairs, because the new plant's 20-something years old, but in addition to that, it affected our capacity, and it was going to affect, at some point, it will affect our own capacity as a city, much less how we offer these utilities outside of the city. So that's something that uh, I am glad we had the foresight to begin the plan and to begin implementing, because we're going to need it. Uh, I'm not even positive that, uh, you know, we out of the woods that we have enough with, depending on how much capacity they bring us. But I'm excited about the project. You know, it brings a possibility of new residents. It certainly brings more money. It brings a two-year, $1.1 billion construction project, which is just mind-blowing. Uh, I'm already hearing of other businesses that would wish to locate next to this facility or near this facility because they do business. So uh, I'm hoping it's the start of many more things to come for the city and the parish. But uh, I got my hands full figuring out the, you know, how we're going to handle it. But uh, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. And I only have one little bitty small part of it. My part is only the sewer because it's all happening outside the city. But we are looking for any opportunity to benefit uh, and to try to retain some of those people to, to, uh, you know, keep them 
in Iberia Parish once they get here, and, and it's up to me. Let's move them to the city. So, uh, yeah, what a what a good shot in the arm. No, no doubt about it. Council met on Tuesday night, and um, speaking of uh, opportunities, uh, the Doré property. Yeah, yeah, what an interesting proposition. So, Mr. Doré is very generous. Uh, that guy just is, you know, full of energy. Um, we've been going back and forth, and basically he is going to donate that property right as you cross the track on Hopkins Street to the left if you're heading toward Amaldol. He's going to donate all that property and a check for a million dollars, and we are going to partner with Hopkins Street Economic Development, and the partnership will decide what we do and how we do it. The one caveat, it has to be a community use. Mm-hmm. It has to be you know, public benefit or community benefit. So uh, it's a puzzle. It's going to be fun to figure it out. We hired UL, something else that I did kind of pre this. Um, I have been talking to Jeffrey Stewart, and so they're coming in with some students and himself, and they're going to do a little workshop where they kind of analyze our young entrepreneurs in that area, people who might have small businesses that could grow or could kind of get out of a house or a garage and become a real business. At the same time, they'll be doing some kind of feelers in the community to see and get some feedback on what we might develop on that Doria property that would benefit the community. So uh, I'm excited about that. It's going to be probably a a long-term thing. It's a lot of uh, steps to take to to figure out just what to do there to make sure that it's going to succeed. I want some time to try to leverage that million dollars. You know, if you have a million-dollar match, you can end up with $5 million. So we will spend a little time with the state and with some other agencies, and uh, I've reached out to some developers and am just kind of looking and saying, okay, I need a community use. The city will own the property. The city will hold the million dollars. It's not often that you get that opportunity to say, hey, you know, come play with me. What can we do? But the biggest challenge will be to find something that fits, and then, again, if we can leverage the money so that uh, we can really do something good on that property and, and honor that legacy and that, that donation. You offered up a master plan a few years ago. Yes. Um, any of this possibly tie into that? Kind of looking. You know, the master plan has a lot to do with quality of life and a lot to do with tourism because that is the green industry that we uh, we never turned our back on tourism, but we've never reached our potential either. Not with the downtown we have, with the history we have, the food. 1779 is our starting date. You can't find better people. So you combine all of that, and I think that that's a sector of our economy that's way underutilized. So the study focused on a lot of that. It also focused on quality of life by improving all the property that the city owned and all the parks and anywhere else we could find anything that you could build something on that the city already owned. So it, it focused on a lot of that. We, are take, we have some ideas and some concepts in there that might work. Um, on the flip side, we're trying to give Hopkins Street Economic Development an income. Part of what we're trying to do, and that might be the community benefit, part of what we're trying to do is say they're a taxing body, so their own, uh, they've been recognized by the state, so they're their own entity. Once we could get them up and running with a cash flow, well then that's how you spill over and, and develop many other underdeveloped areas because they can just continue to, to do their work because they would have some cash flow. Uh, with that permanent cash flow, they could bond. They could do a big project. They could do small projects one bite at a time. Uh, so that that might be the ticket is to, you know, 
put them in a you know a, a cash flow position that they would be able to continue to just you know uh, develop that area. So that's my hope. But uh, it's going to be fun to find out. There you go. So uh, next steps uh, are what then? Uh, next step is to allow uh, Jeffrey Stewart and UL to do their work, uh, to finish with my counsel uh, on the paperwork, to get that signed, and to deposit that giant check. Uh, so that would that's kind of the next few steps. Then after that, it slows down till that little uh, study is done by UL, and then uh, we haven't even formally met with all the members of Hopkins Street Economics. That'll, that'll be another big step. Um, and then we'll just start working. And I think uh, it's going to take a little while. I think we'll have possession of the property, possession of the money. Uh, how would you say? Possession of the study. And then it's going to take some time for, you know, the people who are involved with the city as well as Hopkins Street Economic Development to really kind of go all, absorb all the information, get community input, and then figure out where we might head from there. So I don't think it's going to be fast. Uh, this is an instant that, uh, you know, public works will start cutting the grass because it'll be city property. But uh, it will sit for a while so that we make sure we make the right decision. And the big thing for me is to try to leverage that money. I don't ever have – I have matches, and I have matches that if you look across the board in any given budget, you know, add up to significant dollars. But you don't often have, you know, a million dollars that you don't owe. A million dollars that you didn't have to sacrifice because my job I don't think people realize that all day long it's taking that pot of money we have and trying to figure how to divide it up to get the biggest bang for our buck in every sector of our government in every part of town and in everything that we offer it ain't easy but it's not often that you have a million dollars you one you can't use it for anything else it's only dedicated to that piece of property because I don't want somebody to start saying I could fix the roads with it that can't happen so to have a million dollars in your hand that you can leverage for one project is, is, is an unusual position for me to be in. So I don't want to rush. I would rather take my time and find, you know, that partner that allows that money to go even further. Gotcha. And uh, it was mentioned, too, that Mr. Dore even said, you know what, I don't need to be wholly in the loop on the project uh kind of step back uh there yeah originally it was a three-way partnership and he approved everything and, and as we went all along and then when his attorney uh ended up reviewing what jeff and i had begun to put together it 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 ended up flipping on us and it ended up that the attorney said no he he, he won't have any you know we're gonna make it simple he's not gonna have any involvement past this point um, I still want to honor his wishes. We still oh, will yeah. talk to him. We still will. Uh, this is such a generous donation. We will still make sure that he, you know, unofficially blesses it, I guess. But the official documents change because I had already presented them to the council and already talked to, you know, players. This is how I think it's going to go. So we kind of had to reverse ourselves. But uh, it did make it simpler. All right. A couple of other ordinances that were up for final adoption. One uh, to appropriate funds and usage for a jag grant that's some police uh, intel equipment that we got a grant for and that was we talked about that a couple yeah. you know it takes a few meetings to get something done but yeah that's a small grant but uh we we could utilize that equipment so now it's coming more discussion uh, and action on the west end park expansion yeah that's uh basically i had to move a little money and that is for park elementary so you know we took over that school we're trying to develop one wing out right now. The construction is just going to start uh, 
just starting, and that builds us a little small senior citizen center and gives us a classroom that will be set up in this phase, and then I'll have to find some money for next year uh, to do a computer lab. And so those things are starting. We'll have three other rooms in that first wing that will receive air conditioning, and we also are coating the metal roof because it's in dire need of that and cleaning up some electrical. And that will help us between that money and the capital outlay money that's coming and a little bit of ARPA money because sometimes you got to, you know, combine some pots. Uh, that money will help us get that first wing operational. Gotcha. A lot of discussion, and I, I was surprised by it. And I oh, yeah. don't know if you've had any further discussion with Erica Sapak. Is that I haven't. Right? And uh, Erica runs the shelter, does a great job. Look, I went to the shelter trying to help them i did a schematic design <coughs> excuse me <coughs> i did a little schematic design with erica's input of course and a budget for a new dog shelter mm-hmm. and just you know I, I work well with the parish president larry called and said hey can you can you go over there and see what you know what you would do so i did while i was there i watched these dogs that are from a wild pack very feral dogs big dogs okay when you walk by, they were outside in the kennel. When you walk by the kennel, they foamed at the mouth and started snapping their jaws and just couldn't have waited to tear, my, <laughs> to tear something up, okay? And I watched Erica open the door, and I'm thinking, no, no, this ain't going to happen, okay? <laughs> and go in there, and they're still all, you know, crazy. And within two minutes, she's got them melted down, and she is petting them, okay? Now, once she leaves, they're ready to attack everybody yeah. else again, you know. But, I mean, totally the dog whisperer. She walks by, has a name for every dog, knows every dog, can tell you the history, can tell you their habits. I mean, she is just the right person. So I'm excited that she would serve on our Dangerous Dog Committee because she really has the background to do that. Um, we have we, – we're going to find out next meeting. Okay, right now it's not a policy. We had an agreement, and that's all it was. I said, but if you notice my meetings, and many people do, we all get along. We all have different opinions. Uh, maybe some people accuse me of running like a talk show a little bit. But, you know, we, we all communicate. We cooperate. Even if we vote differently, everybody comes together on the next issue. There's no animosity. Nobody's broken down into, you know, I, I'm never voting with this one or that one. I mean, I've seen some terrible councils in my time. Oh, yeah. So we don't have any of that. But, boy, we like to talk. And that's, that's a good thing. I think that's an asset. So we had kind of an unwritten policy that, uh, and everybody had agreed to it, but just verbally, that when we appoint you to something, you need to come. You need to show up. So Erica couldn't make it. And so that turned into many of the council members saying, hey, look, you know, but she has the background. She has everything we need. And, and let me tell you, this is free. You might be killing somebody's dog. Uh, you're certainly looking at pictures of a dog who killed another dog or bit another dog or killed a rabbit or a chicken or bit somebody, all right? So it's not fun, you know, and, and you don't get paid. And it, thank God it doesn't happen that often, but, I mean, it's, it's a volunteer thing. So some of my council members were, hey, whoa, you know, if somebody volunteers to do this and has the background she has, just put her on. And, and you're very familiar with yes, her background. Yes, yes. As are many of the members well, of the correct, council. Correct, correct. Other people were like, well, no, but we have this policy. So it turned into, I don't know, what would you say? Probably a half hour? At least. Okay, okay. I mean, I don't really time anything, and I don't care. I got all night. You know, that's, that's game day for me. 
I count how many. Like when I get there, I'm like, okay, this is my meeting number, whatever. And so I really, you know, I love every second of it. So for me, it's, it's just game day. And, you know, game takes how long it takes. So I knew it was a long time, though. Uh, so, yeah, it's probably my 80th meeting, all right? Mm. Uh, so we talked about it and talked about it a lot. And then it ended up that it got deferred because, you know, she wasn't there. So right away I said, okay, I know what I'm doing. And I, I announced it that night. At the next meeting, it'll be on, in your packet, and we're going to vote if this is going to be a policy or not. And if it's a real policy, then, then there's no more debate because what I see happening right. is every time we bring somebody else, uh, you know, unwritten rule, is, it doesn't, it's worked so far, but it's time to, to clean that up. So we'll clean that up, and then I'll be able to tell you at the next radio show if, <laughs> we, if that's a policy now or not. Um, but hopefully we can get that done because we, we really could use her expertise. She's, she's a very talented lady. All right. Also, uh, another resolution uh, approved certificate of substantial completion for some aspects of the pep- Pepperplex uh, yes. concession restrooms. Yes, our $3 million project is winding down, and so that's all just part of the show. So our fields at turf, we have a new restroom, we're out of the mud, we have new sidewalks. Our soccer fields have been, uh, you know, sanded and leveled and planted. We have, uh, like I said, turf everywhere. We uh, extended fields. We added lighting. We did a lot, but there's still a lot to go. We know that. I mean, we knew when we took over that, you know, we weren't going to have a a Youngsville or Bruce Hart complex ever, but that we needed to get up to speed. We are about up to speed that we can host a tournament in the next, you know, I'm not saying next month people are trying to rush us, and, and we're not going to rush. There are some things that Public Works is going to go and do, some additional trip hazards and some things that we consider, although they've been there forever, that might be you know small safety hazards. So we have some more things to do, and we are still working on it. The great news is we got another $1.5 million from Capital Outlay this year for next year that will go into the Pepperplex. So we're continuing to build. And then, see, we have to come up with a match, so that'll give us about $1.8 million. So more projects are coming, more improvements, more additions. We are committed to this project, and uh, it is in our TIF district. There are times that we, we fully anticipate that some TIF money will be able to come in and do some things, too. We're in the planning stage of what we'll do with that money now. Um, I'm working on a separate issue. Um, we had money that I could have bought a light. I could have put a light at the end of Sucros, but DOTD uh, rejected us. They won't let us buy our own light. So tried all kind of crazy things. I have one more idea that is being fleshed out right now. I think I might have found a path forward that I could get to the light on Queen City at a very economical way. So trying to try that right now. But uh, so the Pepperplex, will, we will continue to spend money. It, it is going to be an asset. It already is, but uh, you give us to the spring, and it will really, you know, be something that I think the community will embrace, and uh, we'll be able to start doing travel ball. And I'm even looking at the economic impact of the travel ball. I know it's there. I'm finding ways with the economic development district that we formed, with the TIF district, with funds when we can from other, you know, parts of the city. Making that thing roll is is of utmost importance because I can see what it does for our community. In addition to that, we'll get some economic benefit. All right. 
see a couple other resolutions. Well, we already dealt with the Dale Street mm-hmm. uh, stuff. Uh, supporting uh, Garen Paul Atkinson Lewis Foundation, mm-hmm. uh, their request for capital outlay money. Yeah, they they have got it cleared that they could go get capital outlay money. You know, they have the right designations and nonprofit and. So it's just a letter of support, and uh, why wouldn't we? We've partnered with them with uh, what they're doing in city court, with teen court. They are making a difference. They are reaching out and serving a lot of kids. So we have no problem supporting them. So uh, we'll be doing a letter of support that helps them in Baton Rouge to, uh, you know, lobby for money. All right. So they can continue their important work. Give us a little idea of what they're hoping to do with this project. Uh, they have some property, and I think they're going to build a little center that uh, will be very kid-focused and focused uh, not only their office and parts of their project, but I think that will let them do some community outreach. I think they'll do some after-school uh, tutoring. Uh, I think they you know, have a vision of uh, counseling, uh, just the whole gamut that runs through when you're trying to reach a, you know, a troubled youth. Okay. Uh, had to uh, pass on a couple of property standard issues. Yeah, we didn't have the posting right uh, some kind of way, and I don't. Uh, it wasn't right in the Daily Iberian, so we have to run it again. Those two properties will be coming back up, and they are two that, you know, uh, we, they need to go. Yeah. So I was a little upset when I realized earlier in the week that uh, some kind of way, it, it, you know, it wasn't publicized where it ne- how it needed to be, so uh, they'll, they'll, you'll see those come back. All right, and those are... Uh, 620 and 626 East St. Peter, and seems there's more than just those two that... Uh, they are, but those two have really been a problem, right. and uh, one's burnt, the other one's in very bad shape, and there's some activity there that we work very diligently to curb, and it, you know, they, it just pops back. New players pop, pop up often there, so we need that. those two, they definitely need to go. All right. Under uh, finance reports, Kevin's ring uh, brought you guys up to date on the budget through yeah. uh, June 30th. Yeah, uh, and that's starting to wind down, and, you know, you can start seeing, you know, the percentages are, are getting aware. There's not not a lot left. Um, that's why we are hot and heavy in our new budget. It's just that time of the year, and, and the big, you know, the work, the task is to wind down that budget, spend the money, finish the projects you're supposed to finish, get the things you're supposed to do, Predict that you'll stay within 5% from the final projection when the budget closes and be working on the new budget. So this time of year is, is really busy around City Hall, I can tell you. All right. Spent a lot of time uh, also on an item uh, in regard to where to go with the problem of bulky waste, especially out of uh, uh, rental property. Yeah, we just have a problem. I mean, if you have rent houses, that is commercial. And so if you pull a permit to remodel, first thing they tell you, it's even on the permit. You've got to get a dumpster. You've got to handle your own waste. Uh, that happens very often in the construction world. Every once in a while, somebody doesn't. Uh, but the contract with Pelicans, they're not supposed to pick that up. So the other issue we have, and I find our ordinance is not where it needs to be, while I looked in many other communities are, we have a huge problem that either someone is moving out of a rent house and they put everything, everything that, I mean, everything out in the front, or they leave, and they leave everything, and I mean everything, in the house, and then the landlord comes, and they put it all out on the curb, or the third scenario is they leave everything, and guess what, I mean everything, and then the new tenant comes, and they throw it all on the curb so they can put their stuff. 
So it's a revolving door that is costing the city a fortune. Pelicans will not pick it up because they, they can't pick up mixed piles. They don't pick all that stuff up at once. And so I have to send public works because now it's in our neighborhood. And then the scavengers come, and they do, and they tear it all apart. So even if you put it in a pile <clears throat> that's fairly organized, it's not going to stay that way because once the scavengers finish with it, it's everywhere. So then it's in the street. It's in my drains. The neighbors are calling. I don't blame them. And it's a nice or we send public works because I don't know what to do. So we send public works and we spend tax dollars to pick up something that a rent house is a business. It might be your retirement. It might be, your, you know, your side hustle uh, or it might if you have enough of them, it might be your whole livelihood. It's still a business. So we are looking and finding many, many more even than what I included in the packet of how other communities deal with it and that will be an ordinance that will be coming it will go to our ordinance meeting and kind of get tweaked but the point of the conversation was to make sure i've only had that happen once but it won't happen again that uh we brought something forward that worked on for months and the council you know it just it just it was a dog i mean it just fell short so the purpose is to make sure that the council sees the wisdom in it is having the same problem in all the districts, and so it's something worthy of an ordinance. Well, certainly, if you listen to the conversation, it was. Mm -hmm. So that will be coming back. Gotcha. In fact, um, a couple members of the council have or do have rental properties, and yeah. kind of familiar with it, you as well. I have quite a, quite a lot. I saw somebody was dogging me on Facebook that uh, I own too many buildings, okay, whatever. Uh, yeah, I bought my first building when I was 22. I tried residential in my 30s. I didn't like it. Uh, you know, in a commercial world, if your sink's lit, you know, or your window's broken, you're pretty well going to fix it even before you call me in most cases because you've got to make your living. Mm -hmm. um, in residential, it's a, it's a different mindset. So I didn't like residential. But, uh, yes, I, I do own. I have a company that owns a lot of rental property. It's all commercial for the most part. Um, not all, but mostly. And it goes hand-in-hand hand with my construction company and our little design firm, and that's what I do for a living. Uh, I saw two people would dog me on Facebook, which, hey, whatever. Um, one of them, that, that the downtown looked good because I owned half of it, or I owned all of it. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, is that a compliment or a curve? You know, is it? I couldn't figure that one out. So I took it as a compliment because when people do stuff like that, you get the free will to take it like you want. So I said, hey, man, that a boy. Downtown looks good. I did it. So that was kind of funny. Then somebody else said the downtown would be more successful, but I was buying all the buildings and boarding them up. Well, I don't get that, dude. Mm -hmm. I've owned 20-something buildings over a very, very long period of time. I don't own them all at once. Uh, I do have, you know, a little portfolio, if you will. Believe me, they rented, and I got notes like everybody else. Uh, so they don't stay boarded up. I didn't understand that one. But, you know, it's always something. But, uh, yeah, owning rental property, I haul my own trash off. I get a dumpster. I do what I have to do, and so should everybody else, uh, you know. There you go. Yep. And uh, council announcements, a uh, couple of things, uh, including the idea that uh, you're going to lose a member of the council come January. Yeah, yeah. Uh, politics is heated up, babe. It's, it's, it's a trip. Um, I didn't see a lot of stuff coming. Uh Councilman Sweer, Dustin Sweer, uh, qualified with no opposition, so he will be uh, moving on to take Paul Landry's place on the parish council. And kudos to him. He had one year left of service. Now he trades his one year for four years of public service. I mean, he, he has a lot to give, and I, I thought that was a, you know, a good move. Um, 
little sidebar, he hasn't had any competition every time he's run. So he's right? had three races with no opponent. Uh, man, you know, pat him on the back for that. So, yeah, he moves on. Uh, and then, uh, well, yeah, we had a few other surprises too. Um, the Mayor Pro Tem Ricky Gonsolin, uh qualified on the last day to run for parish president. So uh, I, I really didn't see that one coming. So he's running. And then at the meeting, uh, Councilwoman Deidre Ledbetter announced that she'd be running for Mayor Pro Tem. Yeah. Which is, you know, a, a year away. So, yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, inter- I'm living in interesting times. And I thought it was, I don't know if she assumed Ricky would be successful and therefore thought it would be an open seat, or is she challenging Ricky, which is what I think will end up happening? I don't know. I have no predictions on any of this, and I laughed to myself saying, okay, I wonder what that meant, because um, you, just, you just, you know, you don't know. I just love it that, you know, we are free in our political system that you can do whatever you want, and if you just sit back and wait, you're going to see where people want to be. Mm. And that, for me, has always been fun because, you know, uh, you just never know who's coming where. And mm. I've done that. I mean, I'm not, I can't say, you know, I can't fault anybody. I, I ran. I had one year left as the mayor pro tem, and if you remember, I ran for parish president. Mm. Uh, you know, I did. Uh, at the time, the current parish president said they weren't running. Nobody was stepping up. I threw my name in the hat. And then the parish president changed his mind and said I would be running. And then the guy that kicked my butt, uh, Mr. Romo, he decided to run, and he beat both of us. So you just never know. Uh, that's what I love about politics and I love about our system is you, you don't know what's coming when. That, that's part of what I loathe. Um, <laughs> you know, and I, I was thinking when Larry made the announcement last Thursday about First Solar. Yeah. I'm thinking, gee, the previous administration, what would they have done with this opportunity or leave it on the desk like so many things were left on the desk? Well, you know, it's uh, it's interesting, that's for sure. Yeah. And so, like I said, I really I learned the hard way because I used to pop off a little bit and got myself crosswise with people. I just watch the show and handle my business. You know, people ask me, and, of course, I am getting a lot of calls and a lot of ask, and so are my big supporters and my PR firm of, what do you think about this? What do you think about I said, you know what I'm doing? I'm worrying about passing a road tax so I can finish fixing our roads as many as I can. I'm worried about being the mayor again because I would love to, and it's been a privilege to serve, and I'd like to continue, and that's not till next year. So I just need to stay focused on the work at hand, which right now is to get those – get more money for the road so that we can continue that and uh, jam on all these projects, keep writing grants, keep fooling with capital outlay and Baton Rouge and just keep my place running. So for me, it's pretty simple. I'm just going to put my nose to the grindstone, but I ain't going to lie. I'm going to watch the show. You know, it, uh, it is going to be fun to, to see what happens in, in a whole bunch of arenas, you know, statewide. I mean, we have big elections coming uh, this year and, you know, next year. So it's going to be fun to, uh, to, you know, do my business, but watch the show. All right. And, uh, again, in your council announcements, you talked about the uh, October 14th election. Yes. Um, and, again, look for those signs. Yeah, the signs are coming. More videos are coming. Uh, should be interesting. It's going to be a lot of work. Look for my desk. That'll be pretty fun. We're about to launch where I go all over town with my desk. Uh, since it was a hit last time, this week I've been lining up locations and calling property owners. And uh, you're going to see me. I mean, come talk to me. There you go. Cool. Always a pleasure, unless there's anything else you want to No, man. Always fun.